And we are live, back with another episode of Shifting the Narrative on Everything Autism. I'm Torin Kearns, and unfortunately, I'm not joined by the Autism Sage on this one. She's busy visiting family, traveling for the holidays, the whole nine yards. So, because I have no life, I'm here to bring you a solo episode. I'm not going to be too long, because I know y'all don't want to hear 45 minutes of me just running my mouth... But I do want to touch upon some things. Namely, I want this to serve as our New Year's episode. And I was thinking, why don't I give y'all some of my autism New Year's resolution goals? Because maybe that'll help you. That'll help your autistic children. Who knows? But I'm just going to sort of lay out what I plan on doing. And as usual, this is not scripted. I'm probably not going to edit. I'm probably not going to cut out the ahs and the ahs and ums and all that stuff because I want this to still kind of feel like what you're used to with shifting narrative, which is straight, basically straight from the gut, just ideas of what we're thinking, or in this case, I'm thinking. So hopefully this helps you. The first thing I want to focus on is executive functioning. I know I talk about that a lot. Me and Stacy talk about it a lot. And just for a refresher, we've done whole episodes about this, but executive functioning is basically the brain patterns that allow for, like, basic acts of living, so things like short-term memory, sequencing things, so first-then sort of stuff, one, two, three sort of stuff, Um, emotional regulation, common sense, things like that. Think think like the basic stuff you need to be uh, a functioning adult. And I really want to improve on that because a lot of autistic people struggle with that and I'm no exception. Mainly time management. Time management is my big one. Most of my friends who are autistic have that same problem of we just sort of, time just sort of escapes us. It's like trying to eat soup with a fork. The harder we try to plan, the more time escapes us. So that's definitely something I want to find. In terms of my goals, it's less a matter of these are like my concrete goals and more a matter of I want to find a way to be better at time management because I don't really know right now what will help me because your typical stuff for time management doesn't really work for neurodivergent people. And just so we know, neurodivergent is just anyone that doesn't have a typical brain uh, functioning pattern, so things like ADHD, autism, um, bipolar, etc., etc., etc. So time management stuff does kind of, time management tips don't kind of work for us in the same exact way. So one of my goals is really finding systems that help me manage time better, and I think this could be a help to a lot of you because so many autistic children do struggle with that, be it being able to go to school or remembering to do their homework, or having enough time to do their homework, that is. Things, managing after-school activities, things like that. So, I don't really necessarily have, like, tips and advice for this, because I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but that's one of the goal. that's one of the things I'm working towards, and I wanted to bring that up to give you guys an idea that, like, it, it, it doesn't just disappear. The struggles don't disappear as we get older, I still struggle with that. I'm a functioning adult. I work a job. Obviously, I manage this podcast relatively well. <laughs> That's another one of my goals I'm going to get into is I want to be able to make sure I'm consistent with these uploads because as we, we've both seen, as we've all seen, 
I haven't quite been. There are times where I just forget. There are times we run out of material because me and Stacy can't meet. So another one of the goals is to make sure we're getting you consistent material, even if it's little podcasts like this, where I'm just talking to you about how I feel when Stacy's unavailable because she's busy being the autism sage. But yeah, that's one of the things I really want to work on. Another thing that comes to my mind, once again, not scripted, is autistic people are very concrete thinkers. We, we, we don't handle abstract well. We don't handle things that are not in front of us. If it's not there, it doesn't exist. Even if we know it exists, if you know what I mean. So long-term goal planning in general can be difficult for older autistics, so like teenagers, young adults, and adults like myself. Built, it gets hard to stick to a goal because you don't, if you don't see progress in the short term, because it's a long-term goal, so you're likely not to see progress, we tend to get frustrated and switch to something where we will see immediate progress. It's also why a lot of autistic people get really frustrated when they can't get something right away. We like, we, we like to see consistent linear progress, like a line that's going consistently up. Except that's not how things work in real life. As you all know, it's more of a squiggly up and down that just trends its way upward or trends its way forward or whatever direction you're trying to go. And even though I know that, that's still such a hard concept for me to actually live. So that's one of my big goals, be able to live that. And I think that could be a big help for you guys because when working with things like in, like instrumenting, and I'm not saying that right, and I'm not editing, so I apologize. Implementing, that's the word I'm thinking of. Implementing things like visuals, other sorts of supports as well. Being patient, working on a schedule, yada, yada, yada. All the stuff you have to do to help your autistic child, that can be frustrating at times because in the short term, you might not see the benefit to make all the work you're putting it in on the front end pay off. But you have to almost go on faith that this stuff is going to work. That if you keep putting in the work on the front end, it will help on the back end. And even if the back end is 6, 9, 12, 5 years from now, 10 years from now, you have to have faith that it will because that's so far away, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but you can't always see it because it's just too far. So that's something I want us to work through together. I want you guys to have patience in your child and patience in the process and patience in the therapy that Stacey gives and understand that it works and that the things you're doing will work and they will pay off in the long run. And I need to do the same thing with my own goals, believing that they will work, that they will pay off. Because I have the systems in place on a lot of the stuff, not on timing, as I just mentioned, but a lot of my other issues, I have systems. I just have to believe in the systems. So that is definitely one of my bigger goals. Another goal I have is, I don't want to say less meltdowns per se, because you can't stop a meltdown, especially as it happens. But I want to manage my life better. That I'm not in situations where I'm melting down, because... Most of the time, if not all the time, a meltdown is a result of not controlling one's environment. In, this, in my case, I'm an autistic adult. I am responsible for controlling my environment. For children, that's up to you, the parent. You have to control 
the environment. And obviously, shit happens. We know that. Stuff happens you can't control. You be sitting in a restaurant. There's flashing lights. The, 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 store, the store next to it has an emergency. And the si- and fire department shows up. The ambulance shows up. There's sirens. It's loud. Your kid melts down, for example. You can't control that. But most stuff you can. And most stuff I can. I purposely allow myself to fall into situations where I become overwhelmed because I think, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z because everyone else my age does X, Y, and Z, whatever that is. Or, quite frankly, I just get lazy and I don't put in the work I'm supposed to to manage being autistic because, well, other 30-year-olds who are not autistic don't have to put in that sort of work and having to put in the work makes me feel bad. Because it's a reminder, I'm not like everybody else, it's a reminder I'm always going to have struggles. I'm always going to have to work a little bit harder, sometimes a lot a bit harder, than the people around me. And that's frustrating, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Most parents aren't having to pack sensory bags for their 10-year-old. Most parents don't have to explain away meltdowns for a 10-year-old, for an 8-year-old, for a 12-year-old, for a 16-year-old. And you do. Just like I have to explain when I'm melting down. Most 30-year-olds don't have that. But I need to basically put my big boy pants on, suck it up, and do the work. For me, the work looks like making sure I'm getting enough sleep. I spend too much time up watching stuff on YouTube. I spend too much time trying to do extra work. I work mainly at night. It works for me, but the problem is I tend to stay up a little bit too late. And believes I have to still get up early because, well, you're supposed to get up early. You're supposed to have a certain schedule. I need to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. I need to make sure my nutrition is dialed in. If I allow myself to get too ravenously hungry, not only do I have a tendency to binge eat, but that also makes me more less able to handle other negative sensory inputs, such as lights and sounds and weather and things like that. I need to make sure that I'm planning out the days that I can plan out. That I'm not winging days. I'm not just saying, I'm not just waking up and saying, okay, what am I going to do today? Because that's not going to work. And you know that with your kid. If you just wake up and say, well, we're just going to take it by ear. If you have an event, especially an unfamiliar event, we're just going to take it by ear. That doesn't work. It doesn't work for your child. It doesn't work for you. And it doesn't work for me. And it doesn't work for most autistic people. But sometimes I'll get lazy. I'll admit it. I'll get lazy and be like, I'm just going to wing it because my my friends can wing it. People around me can wing it. People on YouTube who are vlogging or making way more money than me can wing it. So why can't I? That's that sort of thinking is what I'm going to try to remove because it's it's just not good. So that sort so so those are some of the goals that I have. As for meltdowns themselves, I want to be better at describing them to people and explaining myself after they happen so they can really understand. Because you can't just throw a bunch of sensory words like interoception and proprioception and sensory. You can't just say stuff like that to normies, for lack of a better word. Because then you have to explain what all those things are. I want to become better at explaining meltdowns and burnout and other autistic struggles to lame to in layman's terms so they can understand and once i become good at that i want to help you guys be able to do that 
So you can be able to explain autism without having to use big words and then having to back that up with explanations because then you've lost a person, they don't care. So that's, regarding meltdowns, part of my goal. Definitely. Um, and like I said, once again, this is this is off the cuff. No notes because I wanted to keep this authentic. That's pretty much what I got in terms of like autism-related goals. I guess another thing, which is sort of a piggyback over my second point, is just patience. Patience, patience, patience. I'm so impatient with things. I always have been. And once again, that comes back to concrete thinking. I really want to be more patient with everything. Not with everything. Some things don't deserve patience. But with myself, and I want to be able to work on not judging myself harshly and not comparing myself so much to others, which I'm sure everyone has to work on whether you're autistic or not. But for me, it's particularly bad. I really want to just become more patient with myself and give myself grace. Like I'm always telling you guys to give yourself and give your child grace. I don't do that for myself. I'm very critical with myself. And that's something I really want to improve on. I know it doesn't just happen. None of this stuff just happens. That's another thing I want to reiterate. There's all stuff that's going to take time. There's going to be failures. I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you guys. There's going to be setbacks. But like I said, that squiggly line, it trends upward. If you put in the work, it trends upward. And that's what I need to remind myself. That's part of the reason I'm doing this episode. is So I could tell it to myself as much as you guys. Because at the end of the day, doing this podcast has helped me so much. I, I get... A lot of comments of support from you guys. And trust me, you sent to Stacy, she sends them to me. I see them. I appreciate them more than you could ever know. I I, 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 know, I don't say it enough. I probably should say it more on the podcast. Because it sounds like I'm never getting them. I really am. And that's that, that really helps me. And it convinced me that I'm doing the right thing. Because of course I have doubts. I have doubts. Is, is this going to work? Am I really helping people? There are so many other podcasts with, with these massive audiences that just spew bullshit. And how can we compete with those? But when I see your comments, it helps me. But you guys help you guys help me too just by listening to me and Stacy, by giving me a chance to vocalize my thoughts about autism, about myself, and about the kids I've worked with, and about the thousands of maybe even tens of thousands of children and parents that Stacy's worked with. All of that information helped me understand myself better. Helping you guys understand autism and shift your narrative has helped me shift my narrative and drastically improve my quality of life. So the last thing I want to say here on this very short episode, once again, just to get something out, is thank you. Is thank you for giving me a chance to shift my own narrative. Because if my narrative has shifted, I can't help you shift yours. And really, in my opinion, I don't know how to say this, but I feel like I'm not help, really helping you shift yours. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you're already either had your narrative shift or you're waiting to have your narrative shift shifted. Because you want to learn. You want the better. You want the best for your kids. And so many people don't want that. They say they do, but they don't want to put in the effort to actually do that. And that involves... Looking at yourself critically, that involves admitting you're wrong, that involves changing things, that involves being willing to put in the extra work even when you think you're already putting work, that involves standing up to relatives, teachers, doctors, what have you. 
And you guys do that. You guys do that. And you do that already. And that's why you're listening. So I just want to specify. I haven't shifted anyone's narrative. You guys shifted your own narrative. And in doing so you helped me shift mine. And all I can say is thank you. So I'm recording this on Christmas Day. Uh, This is probably going to come out at New Year's. But uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year's. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for next year. It's going to be a banger. We're going to do some great stuff. We have some great episodes coming for you. We're really going to level up this podcast and level up Shifting Narrative and level up all that stuff. And we're going to talk about it in the coming weeks. We got some great guests coming up. I'm excited. Stacy will be back with me next week. It's going to be fun. Thank you all for listening. And that's why we're working to shift the narrative on everything autism. See ya! If you'd like to help marginalized youth receive access to books and other learning materials, often inaccessible in many parts of the country, please consider buying the VQ Library of Coffee at Ko-Fi. Link in the description.